Thank you for tuning in to the 9 to 5 to Rich podcast. This is Joshua Esters back again with another episode. Today's episode is on the multi-channel series. It's part five. This is the final episode of the multi-channel series. And we are going to talk about Amazon. Um, since the last podcast, there's something that has been eat, eating at me for a little while. Um, I mentioned on the Poshmark podcast, uh, the, the Poshmark part of the multi-channel series, I think that may have been part two. I'm not sure. You can always uh, just go back and look and find the uh, Poshmark episode. Um, I mentioned about the uh, the time that I shared um, the time that I hired a VA to share my Poshmark listings for 30 days. And I said I was going to find that document, uh, the, 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 the final results of that, um, the final results of that, you know, project and get back to you. Um, but I have, I can't find it <laughs> on my, uh, on my uh, in, in my documents, I don't know why I can't find it. It's 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 weird. But what I did was, since the last time I dropped an episode, was um, I hired a VA to do the exact same thing. Um, but I did for two weeks, not for thirty days. I did for two weeks. the The results are not identical uh, because you know the first time I did it was really early on when I first started getting serious on Poshmark. Um, so my, my store was a lot new. Um, I was a lot less experienced and, um, and doing it now, uh, I have a lot more products now than I, than I had before. And, um, just, there's just a few things like that, um, that make the results a little bit different. The only thing I can really remember, I can truly remember from the first uh, the first time I hired a VA to do the sharing on Poshmark, uh, sharing the listings, um, was that I gained 9,000 followers. Uh, that's the only true number that I actually remember. Uh, the, the other number I sort of remember is I did about, on average, maybe one sell a day, you know, so that would have been about 30 sales uh, for that, for that month. Um, so that's really all I got for you, but, um, I just ran the project, just, it just completed, uh, completed the two weeks completed, maybe was a couple days ago. Um, in, in those two weeks I did, uh, I did 45 units sold. Um, I, um, I gained, on average, every day, about 60 followers. And, um, yeah, and, uh, it was a really, it was, it was really good. It was really good. I mean, I, I, I saw the activity. I saw the amount of people looking at my store and, you know, making comments and, and, um, um, sending me offers. It, it did seem like it increased, uh, opposed to the previous 30 days where I did not hire a VA to share my listings. So 45 units and, um, in, in, in two weeks, I think in the month of December, 
And I, I went over this in the Poshmark episode. I sold maybe like 43 units in the entire month of December. And that's Q4. So, um, so, um, you know, in, 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 in this two week project, that was from February 14th or February 13th until February 28th. Um, did 45 units. So, and, uh, that was pretty, that was pretty decent. I, I, that was a really good number for me. And, uh, I can, I, I feel like, you know, as my store grows, I can do more. Um, so it, it feels like there's a difference is what I'm saying. It feels like there's a difference between, uh, not sharing. When I say sharing, you know, you gotta listen to the Poshmark episode to, to understand what I'm saying, but I'm not going to go into it right now, but, um, there's a difference between sharing and, uh, the, the, the algorithm, uh, favoring sharing other people's listings on the platform. Uh, I share my own listings three to four times a day. Um, so all in all, that takes me about 30 minutes a day to, to do that. And, uh, probably less than that actually. Um, and, um, just really, uh, I feel like my Poshmark store is at a place where it's like, okay, this, 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 there's some consistency here. As long as I continue to do the things that I've been doing on a daily basis and taking the platform seriously, it's, it's a, it's a good, uh, leg to my business, um, that I'm going to continue. Um, the, the other update I have was with Macari. Macari is very slow for me right now. Um, it hasn't been moving the way it has been at these past two months. Uh, it's been slower these past two months, January, February, more than, than it has been ever since I've been on the platform, which is, I probably started back on the platform back in February of 2019. Um, and I think there's a variety of factors for that, but, um, it, it isn't, it isn't like a, uh, it isn't a leg of my business that I feel, um, uh, that I feel is a very serious leg. Like I, I put Poshmark and Macari in the same bucket, meaning that I cross post I, the things I post on Poshmark. I usually post on Macari and vice versa just to increase the, uh, the eyeballs of my products. But I don't look at it as like a separate part of my business, like uh, like, for example, like Amazon, you know, or eBay. Um, those are separate legs that I, I look at. I, I can, I might, I'm, I even considered seriously letting go of my Macari store. Um, uh, you know, but, but I'm holding on to it for, for a few reasons. Um, but anyways, but this, this episode here is going to be on, uh, on Amazon, what my plans are, what my goals are. And, um, you know, how, how I'll go over how things been in the past, uh, a little bit. If you've been listening to the podcast for any amount of time, you already know that I have plenty of, uh, income reports from when I was doing Amazon hundred percent full time, uh, and only Amazon. So if you go back to, uh, the catalog of this podcast, you'll find, you'll find, uh, income reports, you know, um, uh, you know, I, I break down my income, my, my profits, my losses and all that stuff. Right. Um, uh, if, if you're not new to the podcast, you already know that kind of stuff. But th this this episode is more um, of me shining some light on my perspective now, opposed to uh, the last year and a half, 
how things have changed for me and um, and, and, and how I believe that a lot of sellers, a lot of Amazon sellers uh, 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 should be going, the, the direction that the, the Amazon sellers should be going in. Um, uh, is the is the direction that I'm, I'm I'm following is that I'm going in and it's not just me it's actually ever since I've had this new gained uh, perspective on Amazon I've just been constantly hearing um, other podcasts um, you know other YouTube videos maybe I've been falling uh, um, that that's been on my radar or in my timeline in my YouTube or whatever, or my news feed or whatever, um, I'm starting to see more Amazon sellers um, thinking this this way that I'm going to be discussing uh, uh, on this podcast. But um, you know, oh man, it's 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 a wild ride. You know, e-commerce is a wild ride, especially if you're coming from the um, the, the the Amazon sphere like myself. Um, it, it's, it's just a wild roller coaster and all in all, all in all, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, if you're an Amazon seller, um, more particularly a wholesale seller and even the retail arbitrage people and, and the online arbitrage people, this, this is for you as well. But if you're coming from, um, the Amazon wholesale you, 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 you'll see more of what I'm talking about. You'll see it in a light probably faster than the other type of uh, Amazon sellers, except private label Amazon sellers. Um, not really speaking to those folks, even though they can uh, apply what I'm talking about. I'm really speaking to the Amazon sellers who's probably been in the game for a year um, at least a year and to all the newbies out there, I, I, I'm speaking to them as well, even though they, even though the newbies may not, um, fully grasp what I'm talking about. But when I, when I was a newbie, I hate that word newbie. <laughs> I keep saying it now. That I think about it. I'm like, I, I don't like that word. That's that. That's a terrible word. A newbie. But anyways, for all the new Amazon sellers or new e-commerce sellers, what I would tell you is, um, is the stuff that I'm going to be talking about in this podcast. Um, it, it, it reminds me of myself when I first started. I always, um, I always listened to a lot of different podcasts on Amazon when I first started, and a lot of them were advanced. If you if you think about like um, the Scott Volker Amazing Seller podcast, I, I listened to that podcast when I when I was doing my Amazon 100 uh, percent, the only platform I was working on as a retail arbitrage person and also as a wholesale person. And, and you Scott Volker talks more about building brand and private label and things like that. Even though I wasn't there yet, I still listened. So that's that, you know, so for the newbies. Uh, I, and also I didn't really understand completely everything that he was talking about, or, um, I felt like it was out of my scope. I felt like it was out of my reach. I felt like, you know, and, and all those different things, but I still listen because I need, I need, I need to have multiple perspectives. Um, and, and, and that's what I'm hoping that the, the, if there are, if there are newbies listening, I, I hope that you can listen just with that ear, of uh, just wanting to have a uh, new perspective. Um, 
And, you know, it may not be something you act on today. It may be something you act on a year from now, you know, but um, so, so, so let's get into it. Let's let's get directly into it. You know, uh, Amazon is where I started. OK, started off retail arbitrage. I did a little bit of online arbitrage and uh, I hated online arbitrage with a passion. I sucked at it. Probably that's why I hated it. But uh, it, it just wasn't it, it wasn't something that I gravitated towards. You know, I, I was using all the different tools and it just seemed like a very painful process. Uh, the retail arbitrage, I, I enjoyed that more. I was good at retail arbitrage. And then I, I transferred over. I, I transitioned over to wholesale. Um, and I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed wholesale as well. And I, I got good at it. I wouldn't say I was great. I mean, but I got I, 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 I found my way. You know, I, I did what I I, well, I did what I had to do and I, I found success and I had some failures. But there's there's just flaws in each one of those uh, strategies that always had me questioning, you know, how can I how can I always had me questioning that you know, there has to be a better way. There just has to be a better way. There has to be an easier way. There has to be a less chaotic way of having an e-commerce business. And it took me a little while um, to to land on some of the ideas that I have now. And in a nutshell, if you were just to um, um, put it in one word, what the the next step is, the next step up is, if you're coming from those uh, those strategies, the next step up is niching down. If you were to put it in a in, in, in a few words, it's it's basically niching down. And as a as a retail arbitrage person or a um, uh, online arbitrage person, you you're 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 very you're very much like a generalist. Even when you are in a specific category, like for a lot of my uh, a lot of my wholesale um, products were um, um, home and kitchen. Home, we're in the home and kitchen category, and uh, my second my second highest uh, volume of, of of types of products that I've sold on Amazon were pet products. You know, those are very general. Even though it's a, it's a category. You can say it's a niche, but it's still a general. There's so many sub niches in those categories. It's ridiculous. And um, and there's more subcategories that we don't even know about, you know, that that haven't hit the surface yet on Amazon because uh, for whatever reason. But there's so many different categories and sub niches under the uh, these general categories now, when you're when you're when you're doing retail arbitrage or or, or retail arbitrage, it's hard to niche down. I, I get it. You know, it's hard to niche down because you're trying to make money. <laughs> you know, it, it's just that simple. You're trying to make money, and you don't know what what people want. I mean, you're pretty much only going by what the tools are saying people want. You're looking at the keeper. You're looking at the sales volume of a particular item that's already in the catalog of Amazon. Um, and, um, and not only that, you need to make money. 
you know, um, as, as soon as you start slowing down to try to learn certain things about different niches, you, you, you pretty much forfeit, uh, money. And, um, uh, and, and, and not only that, it's just like, you know, it's, 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 it's difficult to see the niches, um, when you're doing uh, like a retail arbitrage or, or a, uh, online arbitrage. And, and sometimes even in, in very much so wholesale as well, um, it's hard to see the niches because you're going so fast. You're, you're going through so many different products. Um, and, and, and it, within those products you're looking at, you're looking at so many different keepers and, and you're in the weeds of what you're doing. It's hard to see the niches. And not only that, the tools that allow you to, to grow those kinds of businesses, they do not direct you to the niches. They direct you to, the opportunity of whether this is a good product to sell on Amazon, specifically this one product, is it good to sell on Amazon or not? Not, it doesn't, the, the tools don't point you to, oh, this, this niche, um, there, there are only so many products in this particular niche. Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't tell you about the keywords that people are uh, using to find your products. Um, and uh, it doesn't tell you about the potential growth of a uh, of a particular uh, niche group of people who are looking for something specific or um, you know something like that. So in the, in the nutshell, it's niching down. And and here's the easiest way. Here's how I did it. And and I think it's it's fairly it's fairly easy to do. The 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 easiest probably the easiest of all of it is if you you probably heard this plenty of times, but it's, it's very true. I didn't know. I didn't know it to be true because I heard it plenty of times myself um, when I was doing these other strategies was if there's something that you know about, it, it, are you are you a consumer in a particular niche? Right. So you can start there and then, you know, and then you can. And then you can use the uh, you can sort of use the tools that you've already been using in your business to kind of fill out. Uh, your particular niche that you're a consumer in. Um, but if you're like me, where it's like, I, I'm not a big consumer of anything. Uh, I, I'm not really, I, I don't believe I'm in a particular niche. Uh, maybe I am a, a consumer rather in a particular niche. Maybe I am, I don't realize it, but um, I I found success in looking at other niches that other people are doing. So that's the, that'd be the second easiest is going online and, um, and looking for certain niches. Now, as a, if you're a wholesale seller on, on Amazon or even a retail arbitrage seller on Amazon, um, you can find your niches in the things you're selling. Um, at one point I was selling, I was selling, um, where are they? Um, String lights. I was selling string lights, and you know what? I'm I'm going to talk about the niche right now, you know, um, because I, I I tried it. Maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I'm not. Um, I wasn't, you know, I I wasn't something enough to 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 take advantage of the niche um, the way I the way I wanted to. Um, but I was in a, a, a string lights niche for, um, um, what do you call those? What do you call those bugs? 
uh, lightning bugs. Um, that's another word for them. I'm looking for the exact term of, <laughs> for these, for these bugs, but the, the, the bugs that, you know, at nighttime, they, they, they light up, you know, their, their, their bottom half of their bodies lights up. They fly around and they light up. Uh, shoot. I can't remember the name of the type of bug for some reason. Oh my goodness. But another term for them is lightning bugs. And that's something you can look up and, and find what I'm talking about. But, um, I, I sold a great deal of these at great margins because there wasn't there wasn't anyone um, really taking advantage of that particular product. I first start I first saw it as a product, not a niche. I don't, I don't know anything about lightning bugs, nothing. I just scanned something at a grocery store, and then I sold it, and then I bought some more, sold it, bought some more, sold it, and next thing you know, um, you know, uh, they ran out. You know, they, they, the, the grocery store ran out and, um, and I, I, I tried to, uh, even contact. Now this was a, a product that I found out later, about a year later that this product was, uh, manufactured in China and, um, uh, they, they wanted, uh, they, 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 they offered a good price. You know, I, I, I figured out how to contact them, um, through a few websites and uh, I finally got a hold of them. I said, yo, I want to I want to buy these, you know, because there wasn't there was probably one person on Amazon or maybe two people on Amazon selling this product. I mean, margins was about I was making about 20 bucks per unit on a on a five uh, or seven dollar item. I was buying in the grocery store. I was selling for about 40 bucks. Um, and um, there's a there's a huge community out there. There's a niche of people who want these lightning bugs. You know, they want them in their bushes. They want them in their trees. They want them in their Christmas trees. They, they, I, I learned all these things later on, but they, they want these things. They put them in mason jars. They do all these things I never heard of, you know. Um, and uh, but anyways, so I contacted the manufacturer in China. They wanted three dollars a unit, which was fine, which was good. I was a good price. I, I figured my landing, my landing cost will probably probably be around seven bucks you know, or, or five bucks, but just, uh, give it the benefit of the doubt or just put a little extra cushion on it. I would say $7 my, will be my total cost probably, uh, from buying it to shipping it to me. Now, the only problem was for me is they wanted, uh, a thousand units. Okay. They wanted, uh, the minimum, the minimum order quantity was a thousand units. And, um, uh, and I, I, I didn't feel comfortable. I didn't feel comfortable buying $3,000 worth of, of, of this product um, because it was sort of, you know, when, when I buy it from the grocery store, it's different, right? It's different because, first of all, there's a limited supply on it. And if something did happen, I probably the most I probably bought at one time was about 150 of them. Sold all of them, no problem. Sold about three or four a day, sometimes six a day. Um, and... And it, it didn't have that many reviews, right? And um, and I, I just wasn't sure, you know. I, I just something something made me uneasy, okay. Uh, it, it turned out that my gut was right on this particular product from this particular manufacturer, because what had happened was I would check up on the listing every now and then, and um, what I noticed was someone. Someone did what I what I was going to do. Someone contacted that manufacturer and bought uh, whatever the minimum order quantity was, probably, you know, unless they negotiated otherwise. Uh, 
they changed the listing. They made the listing look actually very interesting. I mean, this was the, the, the listing before did not look interesting. And that's how I knew it was a winner because you're talking about a listing that didn't have the best pictures. You know, it, it looked at, if you compare it to other great Amazon listings, it looked like crap, uh, but it still sold well. So that, that right there is a good, uh, a good hint that this may be a, 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 a niche to get into, probably. Uh, but anyways, like I said, it didn't have a lot of reviews. Uh, I think it had like a three-star review. And even at three stars, it was still selling decent for me at the time. Um, but then the reviews started tanking, I, I noticed. And I think uh, just the way the manufacturer, just, just the way it was made, the, the design wasn't as beautiful as it could have been. Um, and, uh, I, I just didn't, I, I, at the, at the time I, I really just did not have the skill set to say, oh, okay, let me, uh, make alterations to this listing. Let me make alterations to the product. I, I just didn't know how to do any of that. I just, it, it just felt so foreign to me and I didn't want to take that risk of, uh, I, I, I just, I, at the time I just couldn't take that risk. Um, but anyways, the listing tank, even, even though the pictures look better, uh, but I think it was, it came down to the design. So, so I say that to say that, <clears throat> you know, if I, if I probably invested more time into that niche, like really understanding what the buyer, uh, what the, what the buyer was thinking, what the buyer actually was anticipating when they saw this product, like, why did they want to buy this? If I, if I investigated that a little bit more, and then I investigated uh, uh, a design or what would be the most beautiful way I can design this product myself and then private label it, right? Um, which I had no expertise in, no knowledge. And I just didn't have, I didn't have the financial um, uh, positioning to even invest that kind of money into a product that I wasn't really sure about because I knew nothing about it and I didn't really understand it and understand why people bought it. But I, I say all that to say that there, there's somebody out there who understands lightning bugs um, and there's some type of data out there, whether on Google or whether it's some type of uh, tool for search terms, there's some type of data out there that can point me to the direction that I needed to go in to kill in this niche. Now in this niche, there was only two products being sold. There was a competitor and then there was this product. The competitor's product sold for $60 a pop. I was selling mine for $27, $30, $40. I never sold it for any way, anything over than that. I think because the competitor had a ton of more reviews. They had a way better, they had, they had better, I wouldn't say way better pictures, but they had better pictures than the product I was selling. Um, and, you know, they've been in the market for a little while, for a couple of years. I even contacted them to, to see if I could do business with them, to partner with them, to take over their, to take over their Amazon store and, and manage their Amazon store from them. But they weren't, they weren't, they weren't fucking with me. Um, so I just gave up after that. I gave up and moved on. But I say that to say like, wow, you know, like, you know, if, if there was someone out there who, uh, just invest, investigated more than I did more time or, or more money. I mean, it could be either, or they probably, you know, will find some type of success in that niche. And not only that, they can build products around that, 
you know, and they can really own that category where there really wasn't any products being sold um, uh, in that category. Right. And that's way better than constantly, constantly, constantly searching for new products to sell on Amazon because you're focused in one niche. And the only thing, the only data that you really need is from the customer. What does the what does the customer do? What are their interests? What do they like? What else do they buy? You know, uh, what is it about this product that makes them excited? You know, are there any accessories or something like that can sell or bundle with this product? Right. So 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 that beats any day. Constantly, you know, doing wholesale, constantly finding new products and new products and, 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 and look at the keepers and, and doing this, constantly churning, 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 churning over and over, doing the same thing repetitively over and over and not really owning anything. You know, that's that that what I talked about. That's a business. That's a real business. You can create a name, create a Facebook account, build a fan page, build a Facebook group. You can create your own website. You can, you know, offer discounts. You can, you know, get a mailing list. You can do all those things. And that, that, those are real assets. Those are real digital assets in the business. And any, that, that beats any day, constantly searching for products every day on retail arbitrage, all on arbitrage, or even wholesale. It beats it every day. I would rather have that business than the business that I've been doing. Right. So so it's but it's, it's a progression. Right. You know, I mean, we're all doing we're all on this online journey uh, to to quit our jobs, to become financially free and all these different things. But what I what but what I did not think about when I first started those things is, OK, what it what the hell am I doing? What am I doing? I don't even know what I'm doing. I just was going, 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 making money, making money, going, 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 making money, making money. But what is e-commerce? Okay. What, what are customers? Why do customers buy? Right. Can I, can, can I harness those customers? Right. But you, you can't on Amazon because, uh, theoretically you can't do that on Amazon because Amazon is very clear that you do not own the customer. That's very clear on Amazon. All right. So, so, so it's, it, it comes down to the, the progression that, uh, us sellers, um, have to eventually get to eventually is niching down into a market and owning that market um, as best you can and then move on to the next niche you know you get that you get that one up and running you can move on to the next thing and uh, but but it's it's very slow like the chances of you going through 20 different niches at one time is is, is not is, is not practical or or probably um, Yes, this is not practical, but you're not constantly turning your wheels to find new things to sell and dealing with competition the way that we've been dealing with them on Amazon, which is by price, uh, you know, undercutting by a penny and all this kind of stuff. Right. So it's building a business around a niche. All right. So um, that's the next level up for me. Now let's get into some let's get into some tactics on on uh, well actually hold up real quick uh, so so I, I that example that I just talked about was an example of how in retail arbitrage you can find niches 
And this happens all the time. We, we, we see these products all the time in retail arbitrage, but it's a matter of paying attention and um, really investigating, right? We see a lot, of, a, lot, a lot of products that we sell that if you scan them, for example, in the retail arbitrage, they don't come up. Um, well, they, they, they do come up, but there's no sellers. And the sales rank is really, really high because the product hasn't been sold for three, four, five months because there's no more stock on Amazon in that particular product. Those products need investigation. Okay, I, I've made uh, a lot of my money selling things that were not on Amazon anymore. I made probably most of my money uh, that way. Most of my Amazon money is that way. And those are my biggest wins because you, you don't have any competition for one. And for two, um, more than likely, if there was demand for these products at one time, these products at one point had a great uh, BSR or sales rank. Um, but the only reason why the sales rank is no good anymore is because it hasn't been sold for five, six months, a year, two years or whatever. And then now you have it in your hand, you put it on Amazon and then you sell it for way higher than what you could have sold it for back at the time when it was selling, when there was stock on Amazon. So right there, you, you hit on something uh, that not a lot of sellers have. Okay. And then it, it, it requires investigation. And then uh, you, you can hit some real big deals if you can like, you know, buy them wholesale or, or, um, or something like that. So that's one way you can move from retail arbitrage, online arbitrage. You can move from there into a niche. The other way of moving into the niche is, is kind of the same way, um, but by using a different strategy, which is wholesale. Now, in wholesale, the, the amount of products that are at your disposal it are so great, are so, is so many. Like, I have over 100 wholesale accounts. Probably more than that, you know, probably close to 200, but I, I'm just going to say 100 plus wholesale accounts. Now, that means there's a hundred something catalogs and that could probably mean 20, 30, 50, 100,000 different products, right, that I could potentially sell. Now, obviously, I'm not going to sell all of them because in wholesale, what you're looking for, you're not looking for niches. You're looking for products that, well, you know, that's what, they, that's what is, is being taught online is, you know, you're looking for products that sell on Amazon, the, the the, the, the common idea behind wholesale is, uh, and what you hear probably a lot of is, you want to sell things that already sell on Amazon. You want to sell things that already sell on Amazon, and then you want to jump on the listing with whoever else. All right? And that's what I was doing originally. Okay? I was doing that. But like I said, with each of these strategies, I found flaws that always made me question after a while if, if this made sense. So here's what people are doing right now. They search on Amazon, you know, for different categories. They're, they're in different categories on the Amazon website. They're looking at, uh, different products that have probably 
that, that have one that, that have more than one seller uh, on those products on Amazon, because those are likely to be uh, products you could probably wholesale. Because if it's a one product listing, if it's a one seller listing, excuse me, it is possibly a private label product. A lot of times it's not, but but you know that's this is what they teach you. Um, is uh you know more than one seller on the listing, it's on Amazon and it has a certain BSR, a best sellers rank, sales rank, all the same thing. And then you contact those manufacturers or brand owners and then you ask them if you can sell that product on Amazon as well. Now, when this became a thing, a, a popular thing, uh, well, when this was up and coming, when this idea was up and coming, it, it, it had legs, right? Because, you know, it was new. At some point, this idea was new. And that's when you're going to find most of your success, when this idea is new. Because here's where we are now. Now that we're a couple of years in uh, into this strategy and a lot of more people are trying to do this, What's happening is manufacturers and brand owners are just telling you no. Okay? No, because we already have a seller that's better than you selling our products. No, because it doesn't help my company because all it does is split up the Amazon pie for my current sellers. No, because I don't want you possibly taking the price and uh, affecting the relationship that I have with my current sellers. No, because we have brick and motors, brick and mortar, uh, clients that we sell these products to, and we, we don't want people going in the store and, uh, going into their stores and then going online on Amazon to see us that, to see that it's sold for cheaper. And then they go on Amazon and buy it. We want to keep our relationships with our brick and mortar physical stores. No, because X, Y, and Z. They're telling you no. Now, not everybody's telling you no, but the accounts that, the, the wholesale accounts that are going to give you money, that, that are going to make you money day one, 100% with certainty, those wholesale accounts, you can say, fuck it. You can say, you can say, you can say, screw it. You can say, you can almost say, I am not going to even bother. You know, you can almost say that. Now, I still would contact them that's the kind of person I am. I, I just have to find out for myself that, hey, you know, they might say yes. So let me call them. So you may score. Right. And the, and, and, and the reality is you don't need a lot of wholesale accounts to to make a lot of money. You know, you need a few key wholesale accounts. But you have to go through so many wholesalers to get those accounts. And you have to at, at this point, it's no longer money. It's no longer money that is going to make a company jump to say, yes, you can sell my products too. It's no longer money because there's always somebody who can write a bigger check than you. You know, there has to be, it, we're, we're at a point in, 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 in this business, in the wholesale business, rather on Amazon, where it's like, you got to bring more than just money. What else can you do? And that's where you're going to find the gold. You're going to find the gold and it's like, okay, well, I have my own website. I sell products on my own website. Oh, I have a mailing list of a thousand people that are in this niche. Oh, um, not only can I uh, buy 
$10,000 worth of products from you. I can buy $30,000 of pro- worth of products from you. And, um, and, 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 and I, 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 I'll, I'll tell if, uh, I'll tell you if there's other sellers, um, taking the price. So that way, you know, you could drop them or whatever, whatever it is. It has to be more than just money. Okay. Now that's a risky game to play in too. I mean, people succeed in it. People do it right now. People succeed at it too, right now. But it's, for me, the question is, is, is this a consistent, reliable business model? Because there's, there's going to be someone else who can do more than me. You know, I, I mean, I'm not the only person in the world that can do these services or do these extra value things to your company. I'm not, the, I'm not the only one, you know? Um, so, so, so the thing is, it's like, it, 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 it may not be a reliable source of, uh, of business. Now it's great. I mean, a lot of things I'm telling you that, uh, that I'm talking about is only for that person who wants to really build a business that will sustain them and grow in perpetuity. And if it's not perpetuity, I mean, for the next five to 10 years. All right. If you're a side hustler, you want to side hustle. Your, your goal is not to quit your job. You already got your retirement uh, plans set out in other in other avenues. This is too much work for you. OK, because you don't need it like that. You're not you're not in it for that. Right. So you 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 just decide is this a side business for you? So so I mean it it, it doesn't this what I'm saying does not make sense, or you know it, it's not advice that you probably would want to take or even listen to, right? But if you're really trying to be out there, you've been selling on Amazon for a little while, and you're like, okay, okay, so if Amazon is great, but how do I build something that that's mine and I can sustain it without? Uh, without the the chaos of constantly turning new products over and over and over uh, every single day, every single month. Like, what can I build, right? So, um, but anyways, um, so that, that that's great. You know, if you're doing wholesale, you, you know, there's there's a lot of companies, big companies out there who wholesale. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. I listen. You know, sometimes you, you you can hear a lot of these big sellers, maybe on different podcasts. They may be on. They may be interviewed by 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 certain people. You can find them on YouTube. What's your what you will start? What 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 I started seeing is that these same big wholesale sellers are worried about their business. They're worried about their business uh, for a number of reasons. They're worried about their wholesale business. And the ones that are really successful, the really big wholesale companies that are like, you know, larger than them, right? That they can probably sell to another buyer. Those companies are not 100% just regular wholesalers like me and you. Like these are, these are, these are companies that are led by uh, uh, engineers and uh, uh, skilled people, people who are skilled in data collection, software development. A lot of these companies have their own software to manage their business, and that gives them the, the competitive advantage. Rather, they have software uh, to, to, uh, to manage their pricing, like their own repricers, 
whether they have their own software or develop, develop their own software to, to, to manage their inventory a certain way that gives them a competitive advantage over the average person. So that's why if they call a, uh, a wholesale company, the chances of them being told no is very small because of uh, what they actually bring to the table. You know, they bring a lot of systems. They bring a lot of, uh, 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 of, of, of business expertise. Um, and they bring um, sort of uh, a reliability, you know, like a lot of these companies who have brands and, and things like that, um, uh, who have products that sell well on Amazon, are they going to choose you or choose a company like eBags or Buy Boxer? You know, if they contacted them, you know, they're, they're going to choose eBags. They're going to choose Buy Boxer, right? Those companies are very large, right? Uh, wholesale companies. But they, but my, my thing I'm trying to say is these are, these are companies led by very skilled people. Um, and not only that, they also have like, uh, like, uh, like for example, a buy boxer. They're not 100% wholesale, even though they have a very, very large wholesale catalog. They do have private label. They do, uh, they do have agency services. They do have their own software company that they that they you know provide for other sellers. They have all these different legs that sustain their business and balances out the the ebb and flows of just being a wholesale buyer, a wholesale seller rather of of products, you know, and 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 it it just makes them uh makes their business more uh it makes their business more attractive to a buyer if they want to sell it. Um and it makes their business more just scalable and and all those good things. But for the little people like us if we're not, you know, if we're not skilled the way those businesses are, what is your competitive advantage? You got to think about that. What is your competitive advantage? Because on Amazon, Amazon owns the customer, right? Um, uh, they own the customer. They, they pretty much, you know, dominate the online space, rather, as far as, far as uh, online retail. I think they're half of all online retail sales. Um, um, they have all the leverage, okay? They have all the leverage. So if you aren't building something, um, your business will always be vulnerable. All right, so let's get into the next segment of this, of this episode. So, uh, you know, I was, you know, right now it's, uh, what is it, March 1st right now. And, uh, you know, I'm getting all my stuff, my taxes and stuff ready. Uh, to file, and I, I looked at my my 1099k from Amazon, and I was like, okay, I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting, you know. Uh, I did just over two hundred thousand dollars in sales on Amazon in two thousand nineteen. Uh, I think like two thousand two hundred thousand six hundred dollars or something like that, right? And um. You know, I, 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 I just, I, I haven't, I haven't seen that number before. You know, I haven't seen that. I haven't looked at my total sales like that for a year until the time I got my 1099 K. Um, and, and, and I, I just kind of like just stopped for a second and thought about it. Like, how, how does this make me feel? You know, like I, I was really like being very observant of myself. 
Um, because I've never made more than $40,000 in, 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 in my professional, my, my, my professional career, you know, as a worker, you know, or employee rather, I never made more than 40,000. Um, I, I, maybe I should feel a little, a little more accomplished, uh, than what I have been, you know, I've been trying to like, you know, feel feel like, yeah, you know, like I did something great. You know, I did something amazing. That's amazing. You know, like to some people, that's really amazing. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find that where I can, I can feel like that because I want to, I want to feel like, man, that's really freaking dope that I never made more than 40,000 a year. And on Amazon, I made, uh, 200,000 in sales. Um, but then I started thinking like, man, where's all that money? You know, where's all that money? Okay. So half of that off top, I haven't looked at, I haven't looked at, looked at the numbers, but I can already gauge because of my previous, you know, looking at my previous numbers, Amazon took probably about half of that. Uh, uh, well, no, I'll take that back. My cost of goods was probably about half of that. You know, my cost of goods sold were probably about half, um, so and then and then so that leaves me with a hundred thousand dollars, right? And then uh, my cost of goods, uh, excuse me, my my fees that I've paid to Amazon were probably about fifty thousand, right? So right there is one hundred fifty thousand off top, um, and then the rest of that were like you know my my expenses uh, and things like that. Uh, you know, it, it, I haven't looked at the numbers. Exactly. The only number I remember is the two hundred thousand. You know, the the, the revenue, but it, it's somewhere around there. I know that Amazon took at least fifty to sixty thousand just in fees, um, and then you know I have my um, I have all these other fees, all these other expenses. Excuse me, and my cost of goods were probably about a hundred thousand or less. You know, um, but I'm like, you know, where where did that money go? You know, like why why the hell don't I have all that money, not all of it, obviously, you know, you got to expect the fees and stuff like that. Right. So, but I'm saying like, you know, like, man, I, I should, I should be in a better financial position than I am in right this very second. Okay. Um, now, now that's not entirely due to the business. Some of it's personal, you know, I could have saved more and I didn't, you know, uh, I could have done a few things differently and I didn't. You know, so part of the personal tip, you know, uh, I take responsibility for that. You know, I could have been smarter with my money. Um, but, you know, I'm like, I, I, sh I should have like a solid 5,000 at least in my savings, you know, um, but I don't. I feel like I'm I feel like I'm starting over again. Um, and, and I was trying to really understand how that happened. Right. Uh, you know, there there were times last year that I didn't make any money, you know? Um, and, you know, I had to pull from different places and, you know, um, and things like that. And then I made it back. So, you know, it, it's just been like, I think for, I think, I, I think was it September? I, there was like two months where I made negative money, you know, but I had some money from the previous months that I made sales and, you know, and then that covered me for those two months. Um, but that, that roller coaster that I was on was very, un, was very unsettling. 
you know. And uh, I did I did a lot of fucking work to 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 make those sales by myself. Now the only time I hired a VA was on Poshmark. You know what I'm saying? And, and that 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 accounted for nothing. You know, as, as far as my my sales, my total sales on all the platforms, that probably came to be about I don't know, you know. But anyways, um, but Amazon in particular, two hundred thousand. Uh, now this year I'm moving a lot differently. I've niched down my sales on Amazon for the past two months were like three, $4,000. And that's partly because I'm not focused on Amazon, uh, the way I was before. So, uh, it's, it's, I make, it's hundred percent official because I wasn't sure at first if I was going to move off of Amazon the way I was. Uh, because of the, the 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 niche that I'm in now, I, I just been kind of like playing it by ear a little bit, learning, playing it by ear, learning. But I think I can almost say with like probably ninety eight percent certainty that I'm not going back to being a, a I call it a widget seller. Widget seller is when you just sell any and everything. You know, I I think I, I think I'm done with that. Um, not, not, but I'm not saying that I wouldn't take advantage of a certain opportunity that, uh, that is outside of my niche, but, uh, I'm not actively relying on that to, to create my business. Right. So the real, I feel like the real way to build on Amazon is through private label, uh, through bundling, um, and 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 what and what I and what I'm doing now is which is something I haven't thought of before is um, um, building a brand. Now, when I first heard about building a brand. And probably when you first heard about building building a brand, it's uh, you're effectively uh, doing private label. I thought I thought building a brand and um, you know private label were one in the same. But in my particular niche, I noticed that my brand uh, could be uh, I don't know the proper term for it, but my brand could be like the the go-to store, you know, like the go-to store for these particular products, for these particular products, whether it's a particular products of a certain brand or a particular product uh, or, or particular products of, of a number of brands, right? So you think like Costco, you know, Costco is the go-to store for um, you know, bulk, 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 uh, bulk buys, right? Um, and, um, and, and people go to that store for that particular reason. So that's the purpose that they go to that store or the main purpose. That was the target, I guess, um, that they were, you know, they were uh, going after. They were going after a niche of people who preferred to buy uh, items in bulk, 
right? So it has a certain demographic, a certain niche. Um, in 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 Costco, they're 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 a generalist in the niche. They're they're generalist in the niche that they're serving, right? Because they they have they they're generalist because they have so many different types of products in so many different areas. All right. Um, <clears throat> And uh, I, 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 I didn't think about this concept ever before, at least in terms of reselling. Um, me, I, there's a niche that I'm in that's not, that's not general, um, but the way Costco is, but um, it's, it's a lot more narrow, and, and it, it took me... It's still. I'm still learning about the niche, by the way. I'm still learning about the customers, and I spent a lot of time. Cause at first, I was just. I, I, I first found the product doing wholesale, and then I asked my. I asked the question, you know, where else can I sell this besides Amazon? And I simply did a search on eBay and found it selling on eBay, and that intrigued me. That that intrigued me, and. Um, and for probably eight, nine months now, I've been testing and selling in this niche, uh, this particular brand, this particular brand in this niche uh, without really understanding what the hell this niche is about, but trying to, okay? Um, and then I, I, I expounded on, um, you know, Selling on eBay, then selling selling the same brand on Macari, and same selling selling the same brand on Poshmark to test the market. I sold some on e, uh, on Amazon, but that's not where I sell. That's not where I sell most of. I sold most of the brand's products on the other websites, on the other platforms. Um, and um, I I I learned a few things. I learned that uh, it's the the it's in the clothing and accessory category uh, I guess you would you could say women's accessories it's in that category um, and I I after testing so many different uh, approaches to selling this brand uh, I learned a few things that that gives me confidence to continue to move the way I'm moving um, and now at this point, um, I I think, you know, I, I I landed on I landed in a in a particular niche that's been underserved, and this brand sort of serves the niche more so. So I didn't create the brand, obviously, but I'm positioning it, positioning it, I'm positioning it to get it in front of people as many as many people as I possibly can and there's a reaction the reaction is sales all right so so at this point uh it seems just based on you know me looking at myself and some of the other sellers of this brand uh I if I if I'm not number one I am the number two seller of uh of this brand on Poshmark, a number one seller on on, on, on Macari, um, 
and very easily I'm gonna become the number one seller on eBay. Uh, when I say number one seller, meaning just I have the most amount of SKUs by this brand. Um, there are some large sellers of this brand on Amazon, but I learned, uh, there's so many different things I learned. I'm, I'm trying to put it all together where it makes sense. Um, uh, but I, I, I don't know how many products or SKUs that any, any one person has on Amazon. But he, one of the first things I learned about Amazon in, in this in this category, in the women's clothing and accessories category, is that sometimes the algorithm does what it does, and it could it could move a product um, out of you know customers' reach when they're searching for certain things. So. There's many products that I sell that do poorly on Amazon, but do well on eBay, for example, or Poshmark, for example. And doing well on those platforms is not the same as doing well on Amazon. See, on Amazon, doing well probably means, you know, you sell five a day, 10 a day, even two or three a day. That's probably doing well on Amazon, probably. I might sell three a month and that's actually that's good enough for me because i have a hundred plus skews or less than a hundred hundred plus uh less than a hundred skews and i don't have to buy i can buy them individually i don't have with this with this particular brand i can buy them that you know they allow single um single unit buys right i don't have to buy there's no minimum order quantity the minimum order quantity is one so if I can buy one of something or two or three of something and I know I'm going to sell it within 30 days, I'm going to buy it. All right. So for me, I have about 100 SKUs. Um, very few, probably maybe three, probably three or four SKUs that I sell cons consist. Um, that's not true. Hold on. There's probably three or four SKUs that I sell more than maybe five a month of, you know. And those are decent. That's fine with me. I mean, it's, it's less movement, you know. Um, I mean, I just buy the same thing a lot of the times. Um, but the company is constantly uh, coming out with newer products. So I always have new products to put in front of people. Um, and there's no one seller that has all the same products. So that, that, that that makes it uh, a lot easier in terms of competition. It's like, you know, we all sell different things of this brand. We all sell different products or different SKUs rather. But uh, my point is um, now on Amazon, uh, I would say if, if the BSR, you know, a million uh, in the clothing shoes category on Amazon. Uh, what is it called? I think it's called clothing, shoes, accessories. I think that's the category on Amazon that it falls under. Uh, a million BSR rank is not that great. It's not great at all, actually, you know. Um, and um, I, can, I can take that same product. I take my own pictures um, and I put it up on eBay, put up a Poshmark. I, I, I sometimes use the, uh, the stock photos and put them on eBay. But what I'm doing is I'm cre I, I spent a lot of time creating my brand and my brand is just 
I'm gonna you're gonna get the real thing, you know, uh, because this particular brand they the material that they use sometimes looks different on each product, and one of the one of the one of the complaints that are consistent about you know about this particular uh, brand on Amazon, for example, or or even eBay for example, is that they didn't get what they saw in the picture. The stock photo, because the stock photo is a photo of one of the products, but sometimes the pro the actual product looks a little bit different because of the certain material that they use. I saw that as an opportunity to to take pictures, my own pictures, and then use those uh, to sell my products. I've I've gotten way now before like like before I was an Amazon seller, so I never took pictures of anything ever before ever. So it took me a while to get that you know, flow where it's like, okay, uh, these pictures are good, you know, uh, or, or good enough, right. To, 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 to feel confident that it's, it's, it's not the pictures is the reason why someone wouldn't buy. Um, so, so I got to a point where it's like, okay, I'm pretty confident in that. Um, and, and, and little did I realize at the time was these are actually assets. These photos that I have are assets, you know, um, um, because what's, what's happening now that the, 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 the recognition of this brand in this particular niche is growing, more people are having this problem where they're buying something based on a stock photo and it's not exactly what they thought that they were getting. And that's, that's, that's a huge problem and a huge opportunity for, for me because people won't know when they're buying from me, they know what they're getting. They know what they see is what they're getting. Uh, now that may not sound like a big deal. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But the truth is, it's very time-consuming. It's extremely time-consuming to take eight photos because um, uh, Poshmark, you can only do eight photos. I stick to eight because if I have eight, I can use them on each platform. You know, I, I don't want to take 10 and then spend time selecting which two that I want to take out on Poshmark if I want to cross-post it. So I just keep it at eight. And uh, it's it's it, it can be very time consuming and I've gotten faster and I've built systems around it that um, that I eventually I'm going to going to get to a point where I'm going to have to hire uh, someone to to put um, to 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 put the files together, uh, the files of my JPEGs and images and th images and things like that. Um which is also my competitive advantage because I have a certain, uh, you know, it's not the greatest system, but it's a system that I put together and uh, I plan on improving it. And that allows me to have volume. Um, it allows me to scale to the number of SKUs that I have. Um, and generally the more SKUs that I have, uh, generally the more sales because people are seeing my products uh, all over the platform in this particular niche, right? So, um, so, so, so I took advantage of that. And uh, how does that how does that relate to building a brand, though? So, um, I've tested, not extensively, but I've tested um, quote unquote private labeling my own bundles, bundles with the product. So the product being one part of the bundle, and then there's another product that I private label myself, um, 
to create the bundle. You know, that that is something that I need to put more um, time and emphasis on more so than I'm doing now. But that's where I, that's the direction that I'm going. And um, and. And I know that that's going to I've tested a few products that go pretty well, um, but I'm having some challenges in terms of like making sure um, because it's, it's a different beast because I need to make sure if I really want to be competitive, I believe. Uh, just based on my experience with the product, if I really want to be competitive, I need to uh, have um, bundles that uh, I, I need to have my pricing on my bundles to be not less than ten dollars more than the uh, than than if the product sold by itself. So I need to be able to sell it for less than ten dollars more. Ten dollars or less more than if the if 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 I would have sold the product individually by itself. Uh, so if I can create enough value with three to five dollars in costs um, to make my bundle a no-brainer, I think that'd be a huge huge deal for my business, and that'd really separate me from from everybody else, and really uh, sales really go through the roof. So so I may not be the creator of the brand. But I'm going to be the uh, the creator of the bundle. Right. So so that's the direction that I'm moving in. That's one of the directions that I'm moving in with uh, with this particular in, in this particular niche. The the second thing is is um, uh, is building out um, more directly uh, like my brand name. Like I have a brand name. I haven't registered it yet. Uh, I haven't bought the domain yet, which I'm going to buy um, very soon. It, t- it took me longer than I wanted to because I wanted to kind of like make sure this is the avenue that I want to go in. But now I'm 100% convinced that this is the avenue I want to go in. This is a niche that is underserved. This is a product that people want. And um, and, I, and I, I make great margins selling it. So um, so I have a brand. uh I'm going to register that brand trademark it and and how that links back up to Amazon is uh, so I'm not going to be selling on Amazon, you know, widget widget selling. It's only going to be private label and bundles at this point. Uh, There are some products that I do have that sell sort of consistently that I that I invest my I invest my money in. And um, it's it's, it's a few. I mean, it's, it's not that many. It's not a big part of my business, but um, it is a it is a brand that I I have access to that no one else can get access to without. Uh, they don't give anyone just access to these products is what I'm trying to say. So there's a limited there's a limited number of sellers. So um, I, I just had to put more time and investigation into the niches that those products are in to really build it into something significant. Um but I, I still sell them here and there. I mean, they're, they're pretty consistent. But anyways, for the most part, though, um, how I how I tie all of this niching in back to Amazon. OK, so if I can test my bundles, my products already sell well on Poshmark. They do well on eBay. If I can test my bundles there. And they do well. 
I can get them back. I can I can put them on Amazon, and they'll probably probably do even more, uh, just because of the volume. And um, and the kind of quote unquote set it and forget it kind of scenario I can have. Um, but the products will be listed under my brand. So they'll be able to find the product, the, 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 they'll, they'll be able to find the brand that I'm selling with just a regular search. You know, if they search the brand in Amazon, which already has, you know, twenty four thousand monthly searches uh every month and it's going to continue to grow because when i first started selling this brand that brand had about sixteen thousand monthly searches so it's a growing uh, people are people are really liking this brand and it's, it's growing in the market um i anticipated it might cap at fifty thousand a month in terms of monthly searches right but uh i need to position myself to be ready uh for when that happens um, but anyways, so, so in order to do that, in order to have these, these bundles of this brand that I'm selling bundled with my own private label product, in order to have it under my brand name, I need to have brand registry on Amazon. You may have heard of it. Okay. Brand registry. They just, it's just something Amazon gives you for free. If you have a registered trademark. Okay, so I have to register, I have to trademark my, my brand name. All right. So, so once I do that, I'll be able to uh, 100% control the listing. I can add photos. I can edit the listing very easily because it's not that easy to do something like that on Amazon. And I can, if you ever see, if you ever go on Amazon and you look at a particular product, if you ever scroll down, like uh, if you're on your desktop or your laptop or whatever, if you ever scroll down and you see like more images that are like bigger and uh, you might see like, you know, images that are different from the, the, the product image. You just have like more, uh, there's more information. There's more probably photos, whether they're infographics on the photos or or just more information. that It just makes the company look more legit. Those are companies that are brand registered. And and generally that um, that builds trust with the buyer right um instead of just clicking on a random listing and scrolling down all they have is two pictures and and there's nothing else the brand registry allows you to have like a this 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 listing that looks like amazing on amazon and it builds trust with the buyer and then you know if i can build trust with the buyer obviously my conversions would be better so um so that's one of the things so getting my getting my uh getting my name, which I already have, registering the domain, brand registering it, getting my bundles in place, which I, I don't have right now. Um, and, and, and then, you know, we have like this coronavirus thing going on right now. So uh, some of the products I was, private label products I was testing as a bundle with the current brand that I'm selling, they were coming from China and, uh, and, and the coronavirus and all that kind of stuff. And so it's, 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 I'm, I'm looking, unfortunately, nothing against China or anything like that. I am looking for products uh, to source in other countries, um, which has been a little challenging. Um, but I'm still also learning about the about the niche, so I so I can have a better idea what products are these people looking for. You know, what would fit as a bundle. I I, I have what I what I think would fit as a bundle, but learning about what would fit. Um, 
um, as a bundle for this particular uh, uh, niche of people is is is, is that's going to take more insight and more diving in to somehow diving into the minds of these types of buyers. And not only that, there's also what I realized there's also sub niches. Uh, there's sub niches of this this little niche that I'm in, and I've been writing those down. And I can cater certain uh, certain skews. I can cater that to a certain group of people that are in maybe a sub niche, or maybe that. And, and not only that, that they're in a sub niche. Sometimes they're in an entirely separate niche, so I can reposition the product into a different niche. Um, so, so I've just been writing down like just different comments and things like that that uh, customers and potential customers are saying. Uh, when they're leaving me comments on Poshmark or when they're leaving me messages on Macari or something like that. I'm just kind of just soaking it in so I can see, uh, you know, what the scope is of the potential routes I can go in uh, as far as bundling and as far as repositioning the products into different niches. Um, so so that's 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 one that's one thing. How I'm gonna, that's one way I'm going to bring it back to Amazon because let me let me real quick let me let me tie this in back to my Costco for Costco example because now Costco is a go-to store. Um, you go there for for all the brands that you can think of, you know that you like. Um, so what Costco does or did is the same thing that. Almost every retailer like Costco, even Amazon, has done. They put products out there and they collect data on, you know, well, which, which aisles do these customers go in or what are people buying? And then they private label their own products to sell next to the branded products. So I think Costco is Kirkland. I think their private label product is Kirkland. You know, you, you can buy the the store brand, which is the private label, or you can buy the regular brand. And they're put next to each other. And, and that's where I'm going to eventually get to is where I have my own brand um, under my brand name. And I just sell it next to the brands that I'm selling already in the niche. Right. But in the meantime, I'm learning about the niche by selling the brands that are well-established in that particular niche already. I'm getting the customers. So that's, that's where my, my domain comes in, where I'm building my website, where I can collect traffic data. I can collect buying data. I can collect data about the customer. And more importantly, not more importantly, but also important is their email address. I can get their email address if I have my own website and get their email address and do promotions and things like that. Where, um, where I don't, I don't fully know everything about the niche, but I have products. I sell products that people in that niche like. So they come in the door. I learn more about them, and then once I know enough to where I feel confident, where it's like, okay, well, these are the types of products that they're looking for. I can put that product in front of them. I already have an audience. I don't have to do SEO traffic or Google this and whatever the heck else. I don't need any tools. I don't have to subscribe to any monthly search tools or whatever that you pay for to do your business um, because I have the data already. I have my audience already. 
right? And I just put it in front of them and I can see if they like it, don't like it, if they resonate with it, they don't resonate with it. And then from there, the value of my company just goes through the roof if I, if I, if I get that right. But in the meantime, I can private label my own bundles, my own bundles, okay? I can private label the products in my own bundles uh, to sell with the, the, the brands that are already doing well in the marketplace. Now, uh, yeah, I mean, in a nutshell, that's, that's where I'm at right now in a, in a nutshell, you know? Um, and, and, and another thing is, um, in this particular niche that I'm in, uh, I have a situation where they're, they're only, they're, they're, they're only a few to my understanding right now. There are only a few products that can really take over the niche. What I mean by that is like uh, there's only a few products that if uh, if they're positioned correctly um, in, in, you know, in, in front of the customer, the customer will probably only recognize two. Two brands. I sell one brand now and I'm waiting on another brand. In the same niche, I'm waiting on this brand. I've been talking with since uh, November of last year. They are uh, frustrated with Amazon. They're frustrated with selling uh, their products wholesale to all these different people who've been wanting to buy their products. They want value. They're they're, they're trying to get more control over their brand, so they cut off their Amazon sellers at the time. And they're they're repositioning. They're they're doing the brand registry thing I'm talking about. They haven't done it yet. They're doing the brand registry so that way, because Amazon allows you with brand registry to um, it allows you to uh, control the listing a whole lot more than if you don't have brand registry. So if you have like an unauthorized seller on your listing, you can click you can kick them off. You know, with with brand registry, if you have brand registry. And, um, so they're really, um, they're, they're reposition, repositioning their whole thing with Amazon in terms of who they sell to. And I'm going to be one of those people. So I'm going to be one of those few people who have, who have access to this brand in the niche that I'm talking about, um, and have authorization to sell on Amazon. Now they don't, they don't, they don't, I, I have a different plan. Um, than theirs, but that's something I can talk to them about because I have so much so much experience now with taking these products and taking them off Amazon. Now I'm not saying let's not do well on Amazon. I I, I have to build the relationship correctly. I have to you know I have to abide by their rule, and their rule is they don't want me selling anywhere else besides Amazon. But the the things that I've learned about Amazon. And these particular products in this particular niche, they don't understand yet. And they wouldn't understand it because they don't do it, right? They, they make the products, you know? Um, and um, this, this, this brand is a more established brand than the one I'm currently selling. The one I'm currently selling is probably, uh, it's, it's a new brand that's been out probably a couple of years. Um, but this brand that I'm, doing a deal with i would say i would say it's a partial exclusive uh a partial exclusive wholesale deal that i'm doing with them 
Um, I, I, I don't think I'm going to be the only seller. And if that is the case, that'd be great. But, um, but they're, they're, they're cutting off Amazon sellers and they're only selling to a few. It's my assumption. I don't, I don't think they're just going to sell to me only, um, wholesale to be able to sell on Amazon. Um, but you know, I talked with the sales manager. I, I won her over at that company and, um, and you know, she's down to work with me. And, um, she said, you know, gave me the threshold of how much I need to spend with her a year with their company in a year, which is very easy because I, I spend more than that on the other brand, their competitor, right? Their competitor is the other brand that I sell. I spend more than that. I, 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 I spend more than that. You know, I spent more than that in six months, um, more than what they're requiring me to more than what they're, what they're requiring me to spend. I spent more than that with their competitor in six months. So, um, they're taking a long time though. Um, they told me, like I said, I, I started talking with them back in November. They told me they'll be ready in January as far as like having all of their listings, how they want them. Like, I, I think they're maybe, you know, doing the pictures over or, you know, submitting the brand registry because I heard that brand registry, uh, to get your to get a trademark, for for example, to get a trademark, I heard could take 90 days or more. And then, you know, once you have your official trademark, then you can contact Amazon and say, hey, I have a trademark. Give me the brand registry. Um, but I, I don't really 100% know. She, the, the sales rep just tells me that, you know, they're still getting the listings under control. Um, and I spoke to her less than a month ago. Uh, she said, yeah, she's still down to work with me. So in the meantime, I can just continue building my value, right? Because I don't have a website right now that sells these products. I don't have these digital assets now. Uh, I feel like, you know, it just gives me more uh, motivation as well to build these these assets that are off Amazon. So, um, so you know, when they are ready, they feel confident in, the, in their decision that they made six months ago to work with me, right? I, I, I need it to be a no-brainer. I need it to be a no-brainer to work with me, right? A no-brainer. Like, I, I have the the knowledge of the platforms. I have the distribution. I have the, uh, uh, um, you know, I, I, I'm in it, you know? Like, I'm in it. I have a certain amount of knowledge that they do not have because it's just easy because they're the brand, they're the manufacturer. Um, they, have, they spend a lot of their time manufacturing, you know? But I have customer knowledge. I have knowledge of how to position these products in front of people. Um, and, and, and one thing I will say as well is um, they're not opposed to me selling off of Amazon. Uh, they're just opposed to me selling, uh, you know, the Poshmarks and Macaris and things like that right now. And I think I convinced it. I, I think I think I can convince them to allow me to sell on Poshmark later on because of my. Uh, history with selling their competitor on Poshmark very successfully at very high margins at very high prices, um, higher than what they would be on Amazon. Um, so, so they're, they're post, they're, they're, they're open to me selling on my own website. That's fine. They're not a, you know, they're, they're cool with that. And, uh, I do plan on moving to making sales, uh, off the platforms and on my own platform, which would be my website. Um, to, because I want to be the number one seller in this niche. I want to be the number one seller in this niche, you know, 
Um, and that's how I'm going to market myself as well. The number one seller in this niche. So I'm the go-to person. My brand is the go-to. And then, you know, my bundles are, are you know, private, my private label bundles. And then once I get enough data, I get enough uh, money and, uh, 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 you know, capital to invest in um, creating, you know, my own main products where, you know, where I don't have to bundle, bundle it, just like the main type of product. I can have enough, get enough capital, have enough customer knowledge, customer data to do that. Uh, I'll create my own my own products in that sense instead of just the you know just the accessory bundle type products um but yeah i mean listen it's everything's a progression you know everything's a progression you know um and 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 that's just where where it's at you know you're right now whoever's if you're listening to this you're at a different place you know or you may be in the same spot but the only thing I would actually uh, challenge you on is to continue to ask yourself the question, what can I build with what I have now? Is there, is there a competitive advantage that I can have uh, in the market over someone else? I mean, it could be very, very simple. It doesn't have to be as you know complex or whatever it is what i just talked about right now because at one point my competitive advantage was that i had a professional camera okay i had a professional camera and that may or may not be a competitive advantage by the way but it could be i was like okay well i have a professional camera my pictures should be better on Poshmark and Macari and eBay than the person just using their phone. That's not 100% true all the time. I heard I heard iPhone cameras are amazing. But I had a professional camera and it my pictures do look a little different. They don't look better, but they look way different than if I was using my my, you know, my camera on my phone was shit uh or is shit. I can't build a I can't be the number one seller of anything um, with the camera that I have now. You know, I'll sell products. That doesn't mean that I won't be able to sell products. It's just I just wouldn't be able to look as professional as a professional seller. Right. Because that's my whole thing. I want to be a professional seller. I want people to look at my page and say, OK, this is a real seller. I'm not just, you know, someone just at their house trying to sell stuff. You know, I'm a professional seller. That was my competitive advantage at one point. And, um, you know, I have a whole little setup of how I do pictures. Nothing crazy. It really isn't. Because I, I, I used to stress that a lot. I was like, oh, man, I got to make my... my if, you, if you go to Poshmark and um, and you look at some of those photos, I mean, they, they look amazing. You know, even the people who are selling the products that I'm selling, like some of these pictures are like, they just look great. Like, oh, my goodness. Like, these look like... They just look amazing, you know. Um, I knew I couldn't do that, and I, I used to stress about it a lot. And then I just said, you know what? I'm just gonna do with I'm gonna do with what I have. I have a professional camera. My photos are gonna look great. They're gonna look really good. They're gonna look professional. And and I, I think it worked, right? 
you know, so 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 it doesn't have to be this grand thing, you know, your competitive advantage. All it is, is what can give you one up on your competition right now? There's something right now that give you one that give you one leg up on your competition right now. And then you start doing you start doing that thing. And then you realize there's another competitive advantage that you can get. And then you, fi- you figure out there's another one, and then another one, and then another one, and then another one. And next thing you know, you have all these different competitive advantages in your business that allows you to build something, you know, because that's that's where it's at. If you're a seller on Amazon or anywhere else, and you actually want to make this something like a real business, you got to focus on building. What can you build? Right. So, um, I mean, I don't, I don't have anything else. You know, um, it's, it's been a, it's been a, a quite a, quite a bit of an episode. Um, let me see. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I need to cover. Um, um, yeah, I think, I think, I think that's it. I think, uh, at the end of day, at the end of the day, it's just, um, is the multi-channel strategy Uh, for me, at least, has been, it's been very slow. Like, for me to not have any Amazon sales right now sounds insane. Like, that's where my money was coming from all of last year. But I'm at a place where uh, I, my niche that I was in was accounting for a very small por- part of my business last year. And I kept hammering it. And now it's it's the thing that I'm doing. It just took over 100%. Um, because I want to build a business that allows me to um, get a lot closer to financial freedom. Um, I don't really like that word either that, that much. Financial freedom. Because... I don't know. I have, I have a certain number of reasons why I don't like that word too much or that, that term, but to build something where it's not, where it's like, I, I don't have to worry that this will go away. You know, now, now I'm I'm not saying that, you know, when you build something, it's like, you know, Oh, it's never going to go away. Cause anything can happen all the time. But I feel like if I'm building something, that's that's really concrete. That's really hardcore and concrete that I can control at least most of it. I position myself to be able to do it again. I position myself to have the money to invest in other projects that may be more safe or consistent, such as real estate, for example. Maybe, maybe not. Or what if I build myself to a place where I get bought out, you know, I I can sell my company, you know, or I can get my, I can build myself to a place where I can buy a company. I can buy other assets. So that, that's what I mean, where it's like, it's just the norm. It's, it's, I want to build myself to a place where it's second nature that everything else I do after that is only building on top of it. I feel like 
in an Amazon business, which is not a real business, if you have an Amazon business, you don't have a business. You have no leverage. And it could be taken away with the change of an algorithm. And if you don't have any assets outside of Amazon, you run the risk of having to go back to a job. That's exactly what happened to me. I was forced into this in the sense that I lost my job, right? Um, that's how it all started. I lost my job. And then I was, you know, doing the, the, the constant, you know, looking for products and selling, looking for products and selling, looking for products and selling. But that is not a sustainable five-year, 10-year thing you can do without running the risk of losing it all so quickly. Anything could be lost quickly at any point in time. That's, 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 that's a fact. But I think there's some business models that you can lose a lot faster than others. If you're a side hustler, that's great. You know, there's no need to be doing all this because it's a lot of work. It's a lot of stress. It's a lot of fear. It's a lot of anxiety. It's a lot of emotional roller coaster to do what we're doing. And if you're a side hustler who just wants some side money to go on vacation, that's fine. And there's many, many easy options for you. But if you want to build something and you want to build it to a point where it's second nature, it's just second nature to, it's second nature to, 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 to take action on something else. And it just builds on top of it, on top of what you have already. You have to get to a certain level. You have to get to a certain level of just entrepreneurship to be able to never have to worry about working a job again because of what you built. And everything you do after you get to a certain level, it just builds on top of it. That's where I'm trying to go. And um, that's pretty much what, the, that's what this podcast is about. Okay. So, um, I have, I have nothing else. I have nothing, I have nothing else. Um, this, uh, this, this, this podcast has, um, it's been a little overdue, but, um, I'm glad I finally made it, got it in the books for people to listen to. Um, yeah, just in the meantime, stay on your grind and keep your mind on success.